This is the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Sincaba. Every week, we share tips and practical stories to help you master the monitoring and evaluation job and perform it to your best. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to hit that subscribe button so you're automatically updated about new episodes. And that way, you can continue to grow your M&E career every day. It also helps to show your support to this podcast and improve its ranking on the platform. We really appreciate that effort. Now, let's get started. Hi there. Do you want to pursue a monitoring and evaluation career? Are you being limited by the thinking that you do not have the required skills? I believe you have the basic skills, and I will tell you why. This is the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Senkava. Episode 1. Life Experience. The best training you ever needed to start your monitoring and evaluation career. In this episode, I discuss why having no formal experience in monitoring and evaluation should never hold you back from your dream monitoring and evaluation job. In addition, I provide examples of day-to-day personal activities that provide an opportunity to build monitoring and evaluation skills. I also describe a typical community development project to demonstrate the need for monitoring and evaluation roles. Lastly, I point out the skills transferable from our everyday personal activities to a formal monitoring and evaluation job. Let's get started. First, our personal lives are full of opportunities to practice monitoring and evaluation. Think about the activities you engaged in the last one week or month. Did you adjust any of these activities to be more efficient with your time? For example, saving more time for family and friends? Have you noted some activities you do better compared to others? Have you looked into the costs of some of these activities or daily chores, not just money, and already planning to adjust some? Is what you have accomplished this month in line with what you planned at the start of the month? If your answer is yes to most of these questions, you have probably been monitoring and evaluating. Simply put, monitoring is the ongoing and systematic tracking of information about an activity. You should use the information you collect. With evaluation, you systematically collect and analyze information to improve the effectiveness of activities now and in future. These definitions are more scientific, but don't be discouraged. At a personal level, monitoring and evaluation may take a more artistic form. You may be surprised that you have been monitoring and evaluating things throughout your lifetime. In elementary school, teachers assigned us different responsibilities as students. One was to help build our own leadership skills, but most importantly, to help with monitoring the class. Class behavior, class cleanliness, use of scholastic materials. In doing all this, we got an opportunity to do monitoring. For example, tracking whether or not the class was clean whether children returned from the breaks and any behaviors that are not good for according to the classroom rules and reporting back to the teacher or informing them what student wanted so that the teacher can make adjustments to ensure that students are learning. In middle school or high school, you participated in co-curricular activities where you were club captain and part of your responsibilities were to track participation of fellow players. And in doing this, you would inform the coach to take any course-correcting measures to ensure that the team performed well. As an adult, you are likely to be setting activities you want to accomplish in a day, a week, or a month, or a year. Let's look at financial management. How do you manage personal finances? Well, You have a bank account, you look at the statements every month or every week. If you find that you have spent a lot of money on some items that you shouldn't have, 
what do you do? Most likely you'll make adjustments the following month. This is part of cost correction that is common in monitoring and evaluation. How about driving? Haven't you really practiced monitoring and evaluation? Look, when we drive, we always pay attention to the road signs, like the posted speed or the commands that you turn right, turn left, stop at the red light, or go when it is green. When you're doing this, especially for the speed and adjusting your own driving to ensure that your speed aligns with the posted speed, you are doing monitoring. And when you reach your destination, many of us would reflect on the journey and see whether or not you need to make adjustments on your way back or take another route or check the road conditions. That is part of monitoring and evaluation. And you've already been doing this. If you've ever organized a party, like a kid's birthday party, how did you pull this off without engaging in some form of monitoring and evaluation? Let's say the party was a project. Now in designing this project, you decide that it will be a luncheon for about 50 members, family and friends. This is your target group and this luncheon will last about three hours. It's a duration. Now your objective is to offer a memorable experience to your child, your sibling, and at the end of the day, you want to see whether you've achieved this goal. So you pull a team to together, assign them different responsibilities, one to help you with organizing the meals, another one to help you with the sound system, with all the electronics that will make this function a success. You assign another one to be in charge of the ceremony like etiquette and organizing your guests and emceeing at this function. Now, frequently you check in with each one of those colleagues helping you as organizing committee to find out how far coming along with your res- their responsibilities. You do this to course correct in case there are things that you need to know or you need to adjust in the program. Now, when you you hold this function, you also keep on checking in with the different people who are taking on different responsibilities and you want to see whether or not you will accomplish this luncheon within the three hours that you determined. And if that will not be possible, you want to plan better, see how you can extend the function or ensure that your guests are comfortable. Now, when you finish this function, definitely you would want to hear from some of the guests or the child or the sibling for whom you organize this birthday the party. Now when you do this, you're reflecting basically, you're evaluating the function itself. You want to know whether or not you were successful in accomplishing your goal and you also want to use this information to be better next time at organizing functions of similar magnitude. Now remember I also talked about you checking in regularly with the people you assign different responsibilities. Why did you do that? Well, you wanted to see whether or not they are on track with their responsibilities. But why? Why? Because you wanted to know if there is anything you can do to ensure that the function is successful. Now, when you're doing that, tracking on a regular basis, you are checking in. You want to ensure that the project is on course. You never wanted any surprises. You wanted to succeed in organizing this party, but you ensured that you monitor the project right from day one. Now, if you could do these things, checking in, tracking the different activities that are being done in order for you to accomplish your goal of holding a successful luncheon, that is monitoring. If you can do these things at individual level. Why can't you do them in a formal job? Next, I describe a simple formal project in international development which would benefit from monitoring and evaluation.
Let's consider a water and sanitation project in a rural community with very high morbidity among children. This project will be implemented over a period of three years with the funds from one of the United States aid agencies. Your aim is to reduce wash-related morbidity among children, and one of the outcomes for this project is to increase access to sufficient potable water for girls, boys, and their families. To achieve your objective, you construct water points like boreholes in areas of poor service in the community and the schools. You also train community members on water-saving technologies, and you set up and train select community volunteers to manage the water points, among other activities. A couple of questions for you. How will the project team measure success for this project? At the end of the third year, how will they know that the targeted vulnerable communities' access to potable water has been improved? Will that improvement contribute to the project goal of reducing morbidity among children? How will the project team choose the communities where water points are constructed? What will be the basis of this selection? What kind of information will be needed by the management team on a regular basis for them to make decisions about improving project implementation? How will you track participation and engagement of children, community leaders, government technical officers, and other stakeholders? What information will the project team need to share with the funder to account for the resources they receive? How will the project team know that this is a worthy activity to implement and that the activity was relevant to children, their families, and the community members? How will they know that the activity was appropriate in relation to the community and its problem? How about achievements of the project? Will they continue after the end of the program? These and other questions justify the need for designing and implementing a monitoring and evaluation system. They are also the reasons why a monitoring and evaluation officer is needed. To you, my friend, who has never worked in a formal monitoring and evaluation role. Will you show interest if this water project advertises for a job of monitoring and evaluation officer? I believe you should. If you meet other requirements for the job, like the minimum education qualification, then you can leverage your own personal interest in monitoring and evaluation, discuss from your general understanding of the roles in the job advertised, but with the examples from your own personal experience, as discussed earlier. The third and last segment of this podcast relates to the skills that you can transfer from your daily activities to a formal monitoring and evaluation job. Let's talk about the purpose of a formal monitoring and evaluation job, responsibilities, and the skills. Purpose. For many of the monitoring and evaluation jobs, the purpose concerns two issues. Accountability for the resources, as well as learning for improvement. Remember, one of the activities we discussed was organizing a luncheon, kids party. You created a team and assigned one member to be in charge of the venue, another one to be in charge of music equipment. All of these people will need budget to secure the venue, also secure the equipments that are going to be used. Now, you often met them and checked in how far they are going. Let's say you gave them money to spend on those specific activities like confirm the venue as well as buy, purchase the equipments or rent them. My question to you, after giving money to the person 
person in charge of the venue? Did you ask them whether or not they actually paid? Why did you need them to report to you that they actually secured the venue? Well, you wanted them to be accountable. Not so. And how did you ensure that they are accountable? Or what did they do to demonstrate that accountability? Probably they showed you the receipts and probably they gave you pictures and recorded any conversations with the hotel manager or venue manager. That's the same scenario we often face when we are implementing these projects as monitoring and evaluation officers. We need to help the project's account to their donors. We need to help the project demonstrate that the resources that were given have fully been utilized. Now think about the WASH project. How would they demonstrate accountability for the resources? Well, we need to show record that we have reached out to vulnerable communities. We have selected the right communities. We need to show evidence that we have constructed water points as indicated in our project plan. We need to show evidence that we have held community trainings. For accountability, you track these activities to the extent that the results are verifiable. If it is constructing community boreholes, have a list of the communities where the boreholes have been constructed, have an engineer's report, take pictures of the borehole, show a completion certificate, and handover. Include this in the report. You have some interview the community, a monitoring and evaluation officer, design all the tools that are going to be used, design the different activities that will demonstrate accountability. How about learning? In your kids project, you often met with your working committee to reflect on the progress made and make modifications for any things that may not have gone well. How about this water project? If you have 10 boreholes to construct, do you construct all and then reflect or decide as a project team to construct one to three, then pause, reflect, see what needs to be changed or to be modified and then continue. You do this to improve the activity as you go. Don't wait for all the 10 boreholes to be completed for you to learn. The best learning takes place during implementation. For example, based on monitoring reports, some communities are better at managing boreholes than others. You may find that some community members are more involved in the construction or maintenance of the boreholes better than other communities. As a project monitoring officer, help your project team to cascade better learnings across the project. Let us look at typical monitoring and evaluation responsibilities. You have seen job advice for monitoring and evaluation officers. Well, the common monitoring and evaluation responsibilities include providing technical support to the project team in carrying out data collection activities. For the WASH project, data collection activities may include recording the number of community members who are trained on water-saving technologies or water-storage technologies, communities where boreholes have been constructed this include participation, how many community members, district technical officers who are engaged in project activities. And look, in the kids party activity we mentioned earlier, each of the members who supported you with preparing the luncheon, ask them to report to you who have they met, what they have paid and what they have done. And in your own personal financial management, the other example that we talked about, you keep a track record of your spending. Doing this, you're collecting data data on personal activities. Other typical monitoring and evaluation responsibilities include leading capacity building events, facilitating field visits to project sites, 
This is when you decide when you're organizing a party to go and visit the venue or if you're managing your finances, you decide to go and talk to the bank manager. The other common responsibility for monitoring and evaluation officers is to design a database and this can be manual or automated. Many of us are used to manual databases in your own personal activities. Either you write down all the activities that you have done, where you have gone and or if it's financial management, how you are spending your finances. I know of a colleague who writes down almost everything he spends money on. For the kids' activity, keep track record of all the activities that colleagues have engaged in. Don't fear this part of a monitoring and evaluation job. In fact, some projects might require basic skills, like designing a database in Excel. How about common monitoring and evaluation skills? From the personal chores or activities that I discussed earlier, recognize that analytical skills are very important, paying attention to details, communication, writing, presentation skills, computer skills, being organized. Recognize that in many of these job adverts for M&D officers you've seen, people talk about ability to work under pressure, working independently or as a team player, collaboration, being flexible, and many others. Therefore, our life experience gives us the best training needed for a monitoring and evaluation job. There are so many skills that we get from monitoring and evaluating our own personal activities. Never undercut your interest to join a monitoring and evaluation profession just because you have not had any formal training. Yes, monitoring and evaluating a formal project is different. Yes, this difference will be more about how the organization would like you to perform the job of monitoring and evaluation and the systems, processes, and procedures. If you can monitor your own activities, then you can monitor somebody else's activity according to their rules and regulations. You already have the foundation. Why not give it a try? Why continue undercutting yourself just because you've never had experience? How will you gain experience unless you try? I believe anyone who is starting out in a monitoring and evaluation career has something to bring to the table. I've been in interviews hiring new monitoring and evaluation officers, giving chance to people who have never worked in any monitoring and evaluation capacity. So I truly believe that anyone who has never performed this role of monitoring and evaluation has something to offer. There's so many activities that each one of us is engaged in that contribute transferable skills to a formal role. You have something to offer and be ready to talk about it. An employer will give you a chance, particularly if you meet other minimum qualifications for the role. Remember, life experience is the best training you ever needed to start your monitoring and evaluation career. Thank you for listening to the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Senkaba. Please let us know your comments or any topics you would like to hear. And please check out our website, www.mandeboost.com. If you have comments about this episode or experiences you would like to share regarding the ideas discussed in this podcast, please let us know. Again, please visit our website to share. That's www.mandeboost.com. Thank you.